Yo, 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 Cuvalin. Welcome back to Chicanx vs. Aliens Podcast. I'm so glad that you guys have decided to come back to episode 3. Wow, here we are. With so much support, so many people getting down on the podcast. I've had so many people contact and listen and decide that they want to support the podcast. And I'm super stoked. Muchas gracias. Straight up, big up to all the people who come and step forward. I want to send a big, big shout out to Feliz Creatives. If you guys ever have any need for a graphic designer or any kind of work like that, Feliz Creatives, um, Gabby Flores, graphic designer, is the person that you need to look for. She hooked it up with the logo. She hooked it up with the t-shirts. She hooked it up with the stickers. And so now... All I had to do was order the stickers, the t-shirts, and boom, boom, boom. Here I had, was covered with merch. How wonderful. And I want to send a big old, big old shout out to everybody who um, pre-ordered t-shirts. I'm really stoked that you guys decided to support the podcast. And I'm so glad that you guys even listened to it. And so thank you so much. Big shout out to Arturo Bars, Cassie Correa, John Medina, Angel Garza, Yen, Jack Marie, Manny Bang, Samira, uh, my mom, my dad, because <laughs> they, you know, you know, they bought some shirts and shit. Uh, Melinda, um, who else? Jeremy. Um, all these cats who straight up uh, bought T-shirts, and I'm so excited that you guys decided to support the podcast. Ricardo Briones, we're working on something. Word up! But Chicanx versus Alien podcast. This is a podcast for the LGBTQ the black and the brown, and so those voices that can be heard. I'm super, super happy that we've been able to make some contact. I have some stuff in the works, y'all. You have no idea. A family who has been hiding, or not really hiding, but just kind of keeping on the low, an abduction, an alien abduction story. Uh, A homeboy, a DJ that I know, local DJ that everybody knows, his family and his grandma have been experiencing tons of paranormal uh, uh, things happening in the house. I'm super, super stoked that I've been able to make these contacts. Um, of course, I couldn't have done it without all y'all's support. This summer is getting hot. Hot, hot, hot. But y'all already know, like, we have all kinds of things worked up. Um, big shout out to um, everybody who's really listened to the podcast and have checked it out. I want to send a shout out to um, my family and my friends. Uh, I've been meeting up with a lot of y'all. Everybody's asking me about the podcast. How, I'm, you know, I'm super grateful. And this, this really was just something that was just kind of putting together to just be kind of really chill. But you know what? Because of y'all, it is really happening. I'm super stoked. Thank y'all. Episode 3. Yes, Chica Next versus Aliens podcast. Thank y'all. Let's get into it. All right. All right, y'all. So I would like to get started with this podcast, just telling a little story about what I've seen recently and just some of the conversations that I've had that has compared to the stories that I have actually been uh, uh, talking to with other families and folks. So, we're talking today with some friends and some family of mine. Vicente Camacho, Sul Lopez, 
um, I'm super excited that they decided to come forward and uh, talk to me and have a conversation. So what we ended up doing was going to the aqueducts and um, here in San Antonio, which is on the south side, uh, close to the what was known as the ghost tracks and, um, you know, just south side of San Antonio. The south side of San Antonio has a long and old history that is connected around the missions of San Antonio. If you go to the south side, you will definitely run into the missions of San Antonio. These missions are over 300 years old. They are made with brick um, and cement and things that have been developed from uh, the land, the ground, adobe, cement. I mean, indigenous people, indigenous wars, fighting amongst Spanish and indigenous, Texas-American, Texas-Mexican wars. I mean, there has been so much history around this whole thing. San Antonio was a hotbed for this just amazing warfare history and it has continued san antonio also has uh, tons of bases um that there where there is tons of military families and even to this day these military families struggle and find themselves struggling to make the end to end meet but there is a ton of military here and the history of san antonio is even before it was military it was indigenous and slowly but surely the indigenous people have been finding their way and telling their history here um shout out to the carizo come crudos um shout out to ait american indians of texas uh of the spanish colonial missions they have done a lot of work um to, to tell the history about of san antonio's indigenous history but of course san antonio's um, military history has been very very strongly told and so um we decided to go out to the aqueducts, which was a place where, um, you know, water was carved into um, the land to be able to feed into um, crops, to feed into to water, drinking water. Um, but historically has been, I guess you could say as of recently, has been known to be a hotbed for paranormal um, sightings, paranormal, uh, just action and things happening in the South Side. Now, I just want to say this, um, there has been a lot more than just paranormal in the South Side that has been, um, cited. Um, there has been a lot of folks that talked about werewolves. There has been a lot of folks that talk about pterodactyls. There has even been talks about the Bigfoot um, being sighted in the South Side. But anyway, without even knowing this kind of stuff, uh, me, Sul, and Vicente went out to go um, have a conversation at the Aqueducts. And um, before I even begin the conversation that we had at the Aqueducts, which was a wonderful conversation, an amazing conversation, Coming from an indigenous standpoint of view, we had this kind of conversation. So I want you guys to know that that uh, I myself, Joaquin Muerte, has been I've been living a life from my birthday, from my actual birth, indigenous. My mother, my father have been practicing indigenous uh, ceremonies, and we have been uh, talking and knowing indigenous life since then. Um, Sul, also, who is my, you know, my brother-in-law, has also been living that similar life. We kind of were raised up in a very similar fashion. 
of Vicente Camacho is a good friend from the same hometown where um, Sue grew up, Hondo, Texas. Hondo, Texas is also very much a hotbed for um, paranormal activity. They have the uh, uh, the uh, Emancipation Oak. They have they have a lot of known brujeria, and they have also have a lot of um, UFO activity um, because the place is all, there's also an airport there. But um, not to say that the airport is like where UFOs go, but you know, you, you know, there's no um, knowing, you know, whether hip, uh, uh, UFOs are entering or not entering there. But uh, having this conversation with Vicente, oh man, it got creepy really quick. So anyway, um, I just want to say that um, this conversation got really good, and I I want to just quickly talk about a story that I had. So, um, a celebration that we had back in, um, December 31st of, December 31st of 2017, January 1st of 2018, um, my wife and I decided to go celebrate um, the New Year's at um, Jennifer Casimira and uh, Ar- uh, Ari Chagoya's house. And um, of course, you know, we spent it, you know, just chilling, talking at a table. You know, uh, we got over there around 10 o'clock and we were having a conversation and chilling. Really enjoying each other's company. We were just, you know, chismeando and enjoying each other's company, talking about medicine and danza and like all these different things. And you know, it was it was really nice to have these conversations. Of course, you know, Ari and Jennifer are so on our level, so we were just really enjoying the conversation. And then um, here comes the t- the clock. You know, we're we're, we're doing the count off, and it's about to become the new year. So. Um, Ari and, and Jennifer have, uh, you know, a ton of kids that want to see this, the, the fireworks. They live over there by the SeaWorld area, and in, in that area, there's tons and tons of fireworks. Not to mention that San Antonio is all about, like, just popping off fireworks, like, whenever uh, it's time to do that. So the count-off was happening. We counted to three, two, one, boom! Here comes all these fireworks, and they're popping, 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 and then all kinds, you know, after a little, like, maybe like 15 to 20 minutes, it just calms down. Y'all probably have all experienced this, because this is a New Year's thing, but in Texas, and in San Antonio especially, you know, these things are illegal, so people kind of do it, and it's just kind of like, oh, it's kind of a big laugh. Anyway, around, you know, um, 1.45, we're hanging out in the front of Jennifer and Ari's house, and we noticed this like weird fire in the sky. We kind of all freak out. What is that? Is that a lamp? But there's no lamp. What kind of fire is that? It's like a flame just floating in the sky. Could that be a firework on fire floating through the sky? It's floating around with the steady of a a drone so it doesn't seem like a fire that is regular 
but it couldn't be a drone because it was on fire. It was a fire. Like what would, what would like if you were to light a log on fire and let it sit for a while, it was a fire. And so um, we all were just so amazed. And so Jennifer, of course, takes out her phone and starts taking pictures of it. I think my phone at the time was dead. Lucha's phone at the time was dead. Ari's phone at the time was dead. So Jennifer took pictures of it. And I remember she would just like, oh my God, I can't believe we all saw that. And so we all talked about it later, like, oh yeah, yeah, remember that, remember the night of the of January the 1st, December 31st, the fire, and, you know, we were all super amazed, and so, um, yeah, so then, like, I remember that, I've never forgotten that, because we couldn't tell, but, you know, we were at the moment where it was fireworks, and it was the energy around uh, the new year, so it was kind of like, okay, is it, is there actually a fire, is there actually fireworks? We couldn't tell. Anyway, fast forward. Um, it was the summer of 2018. Me and my wife were living in Hondo. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do, and we were about to move back to San Antonio. I would, of course, you know, as a mama's boy, I would call my mom every night and talk to her about chisme, about what's going on, about our family, about my brothers, about my sisters. We loved to, to chisme out about things all the time. One night I was talking to her on the phone and we were just hanging out. And again, I see that same fire in the sky in Hondo, Texas. And this is why, this is after I had already seen tons and tons of owls visiting me at the park, visiting me at the homes. I was seeing tons of owls all the time. But it's Hondo. Hondo is known for its owls. They even have the mascot called Hondo Owls. So a lot of people are like, oh yeah, well of course there's, hond- there's owls here. But I was interacting with these owls, like, hey, you know, I, I, you know, I would, I would go to a park and I would see the owl, and then they would like, kind of like, you know, look at me and kind of come down to the floor and walk with my dog and this kind of stuff. It was crazy. It was just the, the interaction between me and the owls was crazy. But of course, people were just like, it's, it's Hondo. There's owls. Okay, fine. I understand. So anyway, I was hanging outside. I was, of course, I was drinking a beer. I was sitting. I, I was like, kind of like leaning on the bed of my truck. And I saw the same fire I saw at that New Year's Day. So I was on the phone with my mom and I said, Mom, please, I want you just to note that right now I'm seeing a fire in the sky. Not in, you know, those who are like UFO people and whatever, whatever, not the same fire in the sky that happened with the abduction of that guy no 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 just it was a fire floating in the sky and um i couldn't tell and i don't know if anybody can tell but i couldn't tell if it was ufo related couldn't tell if it was alien related i couldn't tell if it was paranormal it was just a fire in the sky what did it mean it freaked me out what was it that i was seeing Anyway, I mean, a year and a half to two years later, a year later, I don't know, I was to talk to other people who had experienced the same thing. 
And a friend of mine, co-worker of mine, reached out to me because her brother was seeing the same thing. Fire crossing his parking lot in his apartment complex. He was afraid that the fire was going to come into his house. So after I started to interview people, and I went to Hondo to kind of, we were like, I think it was Easter that we went to go and talk to family. And uh, when we were talking to family, we started to have the same conversation about the fire. But the fire was more menacing than just floating around with my, with my, uh, my wife's family. That was an amazing conversation. Here's a little bit about the conversation that we had with the family and the menacing fire. Okay, eyewitnesses, right? It was at my madrina's. We lived on 17th Street. Then there was a house next door. Then my madrina lived there, right? Okay, and then everybody started screaming, and there was a, a little fire going on. And it started on the wall, outer, not inner, just on the wall. On the wall? Okay, on the wall. Not inside, just on the wall, okay? And this was my madrina's house. And then... It started, where did it plug? It started on the dresser, I told you, right? On the what? On the dresser, on top of the dresser, okay? Then it started traveling from the house, and they had a cuartito. Then they had an outhouse, and they had another cuartito. Well, then it went to the cuartito, and they called the fire department at that time. No, it's an electrical, you know? Well, you know what? There was no electrical in the outhouse because they didn't have a restroom. They had an outhouse. It started in there too. There was no electricity back. They didn't have a bathroom. You know, they had a used outhouse. And then she went to my mom's and said, "Can I bring some furniture out here? A dresser, a dresser." And my mom got scared, right? Because the fire started. Dijo, no, este comadre, tengo miedo que vaya a pasar eso, right? They took. The abuelitos lived over there at a ranchito. Well, they took the that dresser over there. The fire started happening over there on top of the dresser. No explanation. How can you start a fire right here on the wall, but not inside, just on the wall? You know what I mean? Yeah. It didn't burn inside. And on top of the dresser, and then it traveled to the cuartito, the outhouse, and then the other. You know, ahí se quedaba la lumbre. Estaba caminando ahí. Give me the explanation. There was no electricity. How can the, the the fire department said it was an electrical? There was no electricity in the outhouse. Like I said, they didn't even have a. They, they, that was the restroom. And that was a, the worst thing I experienced uh -huh. that I saw the fires. Se prendió todo vuelo el cuartito, but there was no electricity. There. Wow. And they would say that when I saw it firsthand. And good thing, you know, my mom got scared. She said, no, I don't want you to bring the furniture over here because they said, let's get the furniture in case they start again. Well, they took it to the ranch. The fire started over there with the furniture. No explanation, you know, how can that be? Yeah, that's weird, man. It wow. is weird. It wow. is weird. But did that woman get into anything? Pues mi mamá dijo que la señora era muy mala. Que era muy mala, so I don't know what she meant or what. Que era muy mala. I don't know if she meant something. Es como te digo. Pero.
So just another confirmation of what maybe I had experienced. Anyway, let's go ahead and get back into the conversation that Sue Lopez and Vincent Camacho and I had over at um, the Aqueducts. Let's go. Dude, that is the one. Look at that mm. set. What like look. Look. Some voodoo. Look at that. This <laughs> is <laughs> so great. Send me that. Send no, me but, that. But, hey, Joaquin, send but just, me that. But wait, hold up. Yeah. But just, just to make a point, right? So, like, you have the... You have the check out the horizon of where we're at right here, right? Like, you have the oil refinery right here. And then you have the San Antonio Southside area, which had like which was host to the ghost tracks. And then you have, like, the aqueducts, which is known for being, like, a haunted spot. And then you have all the missions around here, right? So that, that, that uh, refinery exploded twice in the history of that refinery it's exploded and destroyed that neighborhood but what makes you think that something wouldn't come out from that contamination into these neighborhoods right. you're talking about animals right. you're talking about plants you're talking about things that might have you know be really like challenging yeah. to the, the it's uh what do you call that uh cycle of life you know what i mean they're they're they're, they're it, it disrupts the cycle it life. disrupts yeah for sure you know what i'm saying so like we can we can check it out. It'll go to the iPad. Well, I believe uh, we can manipulate it with the iPad. That you know, there's different <coughs> takes on on what could happen. But I believe uh, in the essence of things, I think if you're like a pure, in tune with the soul, like with a good frequency, I think you know you can like you have like this natural armor, this aura of protection. But I do believe there's some negative shit that comes out of all that. You know, bad things don't happen for. Uh, you know, uh, you know, a random reason. I think things happen because of like this juju that you create. You know, maybe the owners of the refinery were like some negative ass people who, yeah, for sure, evil shit. We should probably save that for the podcast now. Well, I'm recording it's it now. Sorry, yeah, we're getting all this down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's what I'm saying. You know, it's like you know, what, what it would make it would make sense that, like that maybe this spot might be a place for visitation or like for some kind of paranormal activity because of how hard it's being hit but at the same time it's so like look at this nature that's what i'm saying so i'm looking at the positive it's hard for me to see the negative when i look at the positive i'm like in a whole different light but, but i know there is negativity and you have to understand that like it's a coin there's two sides to everything right this is one of those spots that you can see like you can see the whole sky you know what i mean like it's pretty clear it's a clear night. Man, what the fuck? Someone's crawling on me, man. But look at this. Look at nature itself, man. You know, if you actually take the time to look at what we're seeing right now, the moon is just like radiant. And if you look, you can see the you know the shape of the rabbit in there. Then you have these stars with the, with the hue of the city lights. You hear the sound of the crickets chirping. Like I, I I see nature as a beautiful thing, and I think we have to embrace that because there is the uncertainty that we also need to know and accept but it's just it's deep man shit just gets real they say that like certain hours of certain times certain hours of the day 3 a.m that's like a high frequency right like they open like the veils of what they saw the veils of the spirit world open up yeah. but they also say like in the mornings or at dusk especially among around the treetops you can see the aura of the trees you think we're disrespecting the spirits right now if they were to come out what do you think that they think we're doing if they well, were to come you know, out i mean I, I, that's, and that's my that's a good question man like do you think that say for example like say we so fyi we're drinking some liquor 
and we're um, we're smoking a little bit. People are smoking. Like, do you consider that disrespecting the spirits? I don't know, right? Because all the thing is that this is our existence of what we are doing. They're elements from the earth. And even if they're not like natural things, like this is a process of who we are as people, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like some of the spirits probably did some of these things back in the day too, right? So my question is, is like, what well, do you feel like the spirits are feeling like that we were disrespecting them? Like, in my opinion, no. I don't think that spirits feel like we're disrespecting them, but I feel like maybe they do feel like, yo, we're on the terrain. They're probably going to make themselves known. That kind of feeling. But like, I don't feel like they look at us maybe partaking in these kind of things as a disrespect but i do feel like it maybe lessens the interaction it lessens the um well, well you know the fact that if we are going to be drinking you know from our culture that we've been taught all of us here with that background we should always offer an offering which we didn't do so maybe we are disrespecting in some sense because you know we should give a little well, bit. Well, let's of offer it now. Oh, what yeah, do we yeah, got? Let's, yeah, let's do. What do you got? Little, little yeah, so, so, just pour a little bourbon out for. We got for the some bourbon. We're for, gonna for pour it out for the spirits. For the corn, for the wheat that the mother, you know, Ponantin gave us. You know, Mother Earth. You know, we'll give some to that. You know, with this uh, this good moonlight light yeah. up the sky and. Well, the moon is it's super intense though right now. This is ridiculous. What is y'all's take on this? They say you're not supposed to wear hats, you know, that it blocks the third eye. We're wearing beanies and caps oh, yeah. and stuff. Maybe we should take that off to let the let the let the third eye get some some of that some of that lunar lunar light. I'm trying if I take it off, but I feel like my, the, I'm trying to keep my hair intact. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, man. I mean, I think it just depends on what what you're actually doing and what we're actually doing as far as like being disruptive to the spirits or to nature to you know just everything around us and I, I don't feel like we're doing anything you know terribly bad so I think we'll be alright you know well then this is the other thing like you're talking about us disrupting nature and all this stuff and there's this helicopter that's passing right saying. by us that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah I wonder what they're looking for looking for someone well somebody was popping off some yeah. uh, some guns a little earlier yeah, yeah no, it's a little it. sketchy right now where we're at but it's it's all good what do y'all, so yo, what do you think, man? Let's walk a little bit more further. It's up to you. Let's just take a, take another little walk. Let's or go. do you want to go back to the bridge and set up some chairs? Go to the bridge, man. Like the yeah, bridge. let's go set up the bridge yeah, and right, the chairs. Was, yeah, yeah. The bridge vibe was good, dude. Cool. I felt like a high energy. I think that the closer to the water we are, yeah, maybe some, yeah, some energy. Water's flowing. Let's take some, pic- let's take some pictures at the water. Yeah. But I must say that this is definitely a beautiful night, man. To do something kind of like this, it's wonderful. You smell that? I smell some bud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> as long as it's not a skonka, dude. Fucking. There's no telling, man, what's out here right now. It's pitch black. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because the last time I was at one of these trails, a fucking snake popped up and... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but it saw me walking. It saw me walking, and it went back into this little layer. It's back into the grass. Yeah, right now, it's, right now is the time, man, for snakes to come out for sure. I mean, he looked at you cold. and he was like, "Nah, you're it's cool, too cold." Man. You don't come out in the cold. He was like, "Nah, bro, you're cool, man. I ain't gonna mess with you, man." <laughs> it's Yo, but I feel like the darker it gets, the more mysterious it gets. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're about to walk into some serious darkness, which is the area where the where the where the where the bridge is. But 
the moon's really high and it's really tight, so you can't, it's not like super, super dark. It won't be fully dark. Imagine having to walk this like back in the early 1700s. When they were just first building this trail, right? And there was no trail. Like when there was nothing, it was just water. Imagine the people that were coming through here at that time. I don't think native people ever feared anything. Well, you know, I think that they had an understanding and they had an exactly. agreement, you know what I'm saying? To them, this was like beautiful. It was like, I bet you they enjoyed this. They smiled coming out in the dark, looking at the moon and playing in the, like they just enjoyed it. It was cool, you know, refreshing, the water. What is that noise? Hold up, hold up. Oh, it's... Kind of like some kind of like that's what I'm saying it's not like a hum right like someone's coming yeah and the helicopter well so there's like a live music venue just down the street from here it sounds like they're doing like live music just outside their spot so you can hear it not to discount that we might be hearing some other stuff but if you do catch something on this let us know ooh that's kind of freaky So we were walking onto the bridge, one of the most darkest parts of the aqueduct. And the water's flowing. It's really dark. It's a pink moon, April 19th. I think this is the fullest of the moon this evening. Let's right here, let's park right here for a minute. Let's take a couple pictures, right? Can y'all take a couple pictures? The last picture we took over, which was kind of uh, we took about a few steps away from the aqueducts there was an orb on my back and i'll post that picture a little later yeah man this is a crazy bridge so i guess i'm not even sure what the history of the aqueducts are well if, i know i know it's it was like the 1700s, the late 1700s, and you know they really built it for like you know crops. That's what the damming stuff. Yeah, the damming. Yes, yeah, so the damming started. You know, we had a discussion the other day. On, we're actually anti-dam. Me and a bunch of our buddies, because just imagine if all the rivers were flowing like through all Medina County, Bear County, everywhere. Just the water was just. Yeah. I think they had to. Re, I think they had to redirect it. No, they didn't have to because I think Earth itself. Yeah. Like, just imagine if everything was left alone. That's the kind of take we had. Not to not to knock anything with yeah. human engineering and, yeah. and crops and stuff, but all these rivers would be full of fucking water right yeah. now. Everything would be nice, lush, green. I mean, that their meaning was to redirect the water to certain areas for the irrigation. But you know, like you said, I mean, what's your whole take on the border wall? We're gonna. This is gonna tie in there. Yeah. And I know it's kind of, what's your take on the border wall? Well, being being that the fact that. There's certain animals that are gonna get blocked off from going to the Rio Grande to get water. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, you know? yeah, I definitely feel like uh, the border wall is an interruption of the ecosystem. Exactly, that's sure. wrong. I think. Aside from like human trade and the kind of like the natural flow of human trade. <laughs> yeah. But just the animal aspect about it. Think about that though. Like all the black bear that are out there, the deer. Yeah. The coyotes, you know. Everything. Well, it's crazy because sometimes they will cross into town and people freak out and they'll and they'll kill them or they'll like freak out and they'll like. They'll cage them. They'll, they'll, you know, and it definitely disrupts like the ecosystem. But, but on top of everything, I feel like, um, like trade is like the ch the choking, like the trade and the like NAFTA and CAFTA and all that. 
is the choking of the natural existence of of our flowing in and out of those areas of town you know I mean, those areas of, of of the of the world i don't think a river should be a border you know it should be you know it's just it's a and that's what i was going to say too like the river is something that's like you know the river is something that's like important to who we are as far as our existence and our water and all that stuff man I didn't realize how I didn't realize how how big this little spot is right here. Y'all, can you, Cassie? Can you take a picture over here? She's up. She's there. Oh. Yeah, that's good. Take a picture out into that depth of this like water spot right here. I think the flash will maybe let us see what it. Is. Wow. Yeah, move a little closer. Like, put your hands out. I see that. What does that look like? I didn't come out that good. Let me let me try. <laughs> oh, it's mine. So, what do you think, like, as far as like um, extraterrestrial activity in San Antonio? Do you think like a place like this would be like like a, a good spot for that? I think it would be because you know the the Some cool the stuff. base is right there too. Right. Yeah, you got the, the airport. airport is right there. What, what do you think? The airport's right there. Yeah, I, mean, I know they say well, San Antonio's that they, military they... city, dude. Air Force for sure. And I think that might be another reason why. You know, a lot of Air Force, a lot of military. But yeah, I mean, for sure, I definitely think where we're at right now is would be a perfect spot for it. As yeah. as a helicopter is flying over us. You know what's crazy? I mean, not to go on a, on a negative note, it's like. Right now we're chilling on this bridge, doing like good things, doing this podcast and doing, you know, speaking and just hanging out, you know, like what normal human beings should do or creatures, right? But it's crazy how there can be some negative shit going on. Imagine if it wasn't us here and some like fucking crazy guy was here doing some crazy shit. You know, we just <laughs> leave it at that, you know, let the mind wander. Right. It's like, it's fucking nuts, man. Like the earth is crazy. It's like good and evil walking on this planet at all times. It's crazy how it's like intertwined. Yeah, I feel that too, man. But I also kind of feel like um, I think these pl- these places might be like a hotbed for what is like um, extraterrestrial activity because it's like these areas are like untouched, unseen. Yeah, I mean, there's several different reasons I think why they would come this way or be in this area. But I mean, it's crazy, man. You, you really never know. Hondo's the same way, right? Like Hondo's, Hondo's the same way, yeah. yeah Hond- uh, airport as but well. I, but I think there's hot spots all over. You, yeah. can't, you can't discredit anything because I think Earth itself is a hot spot. Yeah. You know, there's look at the pyramids in Egypt but I, we have, and I, Mexico. I, you kind of have and to then, look back to why. Why would they come, right? That's the reason, right? Why are they here? Why are they coming? What are they looking for? Is it resources or, you know, what? what's, well, the, what's the motive? You well, know? I'm saying, there's been, there's been, like, what I've heard that is that the, the Earth... Is was one of, was was a place where they they were gonna they were going to create harvest, so like it was a place that they were going to like plant and maintain food. Oh, for sure. And then harvest, and so the humans were put at the task right. of, of of harvesting and maintaining and harvesting the the plant life. So then, um, it was going to be about like the harvest, and so then so the we're planet, the farmers. So we're the farmers. Oh, we're the farmers. Shit. Yeah, so I'm saying we're the campesinos right. of what is like the. Um, uh, the aliens like food source maybe like one sure. of food sources but like so then and, but then we became like hormigas and we started to take over like areas you know what i mean and yeah. so like 
now we're like abstract beings and we like we're like looking for certain kind so of answers and that kind of thing. Are you dipping into the fact that there's a possibility that we were created by aliens? I I mean I sort of believe that we are created by uh, aliens. And then it makes sense because if you think about like the if you look at the creation stories of the indigenous people, right? The yeah. creation stories always have these like these goddesses or like these deities right. that have like these super super powers that that whenever whenever we think about the investigations of aliens and and, and 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 entities that are bigger than who we are, like they have the power similar to what we believe that aliens have the power to do, like you know, flying saucers, like the the, the ability to, to to control weather, that kind of thing. And so like I feel like deities themselves might be like. Especially like the, if you look at the Aztec codices, yeah, like those might be something that are that is like um, similar to what when people testify about extraterrestrial life, and I feel like maybe that that we that there there might be a coincidence. I don't know if it's it is or not. You know who is to tell that that's the truth? The theories are badass though. I love to like just listen to different theories and have. But it's my crazy own. how we haven't had any not not since Rump, yeah. but it's crazy how we haven't had any co- actual contact with any. Life force outside well, of Earth. Who says that? Who says that? That's what I'm that's saying. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But who that's, says that's true? Well, we, yeah, that's exactly. I know it's probably controlled by the government if anything does happen. Sure. But you would assume that, like, right now in this position that we're in, that, you know, these that something would come down. I think there should, but maybe it gets hush hushed. Well, I mean, it's possible. It, it, you know, like, we go tell, who do we tell? Like, say right now, let's, let's hypothetically, an alien comes right now and we talk to them. What's the first thing we're going to do? Do we tell anybody? What would you do? I don't think I'd say anything. <laughs> I don't think I would. I just, I think I'd, I'd make peace with it and be like, I know that there is nothing. Or whatever he told me, there's questions I'd ask, but I would come to the assumption that there is no heaven or hell after this life. I just met an alien, and it, for my own inner peace, I guess I'd keep that. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it. because think about this: if you told people there was aliens, religion wouldn't exist. I think chaos would happen, and then who knows man like what about you Sam? what would you say like if you were if an alien were to come down to talk to you if, what would you do if it were like to come and actually talk to me I mean you you would have to like you know respond <laughs> what is he asking me what's really going on here as far as like actual communication with an alien in front of you is one thing and like I mean I know I've told you before but I've had an instance where I was younger and you know I definitely I know what I saw. So, I mean, it's not actual, like, communication as far as, like, I can see you right in front of me, but I know that something was there, you know what I mean? Well, so tell me... So, So, um, at this moment, I was realizing that Vicente had a story to tell me about a UFO that he saw, and so I decided to ask him a little bit more about what he saw. Of course, the conversation at that moment wasn't, like, really allowing itself. So me and Vicente uh, later on met up just to kind of talk about what had happened. And uh, this is what he said. So I was probably about 10, 11 years old. I remember it was like a mid 90s, early 90s, somewhere around there. Where? Yeah, we're so, I mean, I grew up in Hondo, man. It's a pretty small town. I'm, pretty, I'm sure you're familiar. It's like really not much to do, so... I would stay at my friend's house pretty late, about two, three in the morning. And it was pretty, I would like do the same thing over and over again. That's whenever we would hang out, we would just do the same shit. I'd go down the same road every night. I'd come home one, two in the morning, same routine over and over again, you know? And it was just like, 
one night I remember coming home, leaving, leaving his house, coming out the back door, walking out and kind of hearing like a buzzing noise. And so his house is only like two blocks away from mine, right? So it's not too far, but I hear the buzzing noise as I'm walking out, getting a little bit closer to my house and closer to this other house that, you know, I've walked past it, you know, a thousand times and I already knew the situation. I knew what it looked like. I knew knew the sounds. I knew everything. So it should have been the same every time because it's like two in the morning and it's super quiet, right? So I'm hearing this buzzing noise and I get closer to the house and to me it sounds like, you know, a street light or whatever it is that's kind of going out, the, the bulbs going out. And so I'm trying to like associate the sound, you know what I mean, with with what I'm hearing and what I'm thinking it could be, you know? And so I'm hearing this noise and I'm getting a little bit closer. It's getting a little bit louder. And this house that's on the corner, which is like right underneath that big street light, it's, it's like lit up, like on the top of the house. I just remember the whole thing is just lit up in the sky, like just a big, huge, bright light. And as I got closer, I could see and I could hear that that noise was coming from that big huge ball of light so I just stopped dead in my tracks you know just try to figure out assess the situation try to you know figure out what the hell's going on and I mean probably 10 seconds 15 seconds and it just like shot up straight in the air the noise like was gone completely it was gone like there was no trail left behind at all and so I'm still there just standing there just trying to figure out what the hell's going on right and so I start walking and I get back to my house and I call my friend, I call my homie and I'm like, man, dude, you're not gonna believe you know, what the hell I just saw and I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, I, I can't sleep, man. I, I don't know what to do. I just want you to, I wanna tell somebody, you know? And so I end up telling him and he's like, man, it's cool, man. Just chill out, just relax, try to go to sleep, whatever. And I was like, so frightened. I remember that night that I woke up my mom and I told her, you know, what I saw. And she was like, you know, just, go to sleep me <laughs> you know it's just try to calm yeah. me down and cool me down and i was like dude there's no way there's no way in hell i'm, I'm pretty sure i didn't i didn't sleep till about you know i went to bed probably like at five or six in the morning that night because i was trying to figure it out and so the next day i'm just trying to still kind of figure out what the hell is going on what the hell it is i saw you know it's not like i wouldn't explain it like any kind of like airplane or any kind of aircraft it's just a big ball of light with the you know loud humming sound you know and so i tell my mom again you know and i tell her hey you know this this happened to me last night i don't want you to think uh, you know we we're doing i mean i was young dude i was like 12 years old so it's not like as if we were drinking like heavily or you know doing any crazy drugs or anything so i was pretty straight-minded and she's telling me you know her stories as well and it was kind of refreshing to hear my mom be like okay you're not a weirdo or, you know you didn't see something like or you know kind of like just talk it down basically she kind of just ended up telling me uh, a story that she had as well when she was growing up at her sister's house and uh so it was pretty similar you know and i mean it's like hondo is this crazy little town like nothing really happens and it's basically it's a routine in that small town like everybody does the same thing over and over and over and over and over again so you're like you're used to that you know what i mean so when something like that happens i guess it's like kind of question yourself you know what i mean and like i guess also we didn't grow up with a lot of money so it was like certain things that we said or certain things that we brought up there we do people would be like i don't know it was just like 
it's, it was hard to explain, you know what I'm saying? It's just weird. But that was it, man. It was pretty crazy. So the crew decided to continue on to the uh, Espada area and have a similar conversation. We met up over at the old mesquite tree, kind of right dead center of Espada area. But we had already kind of been through a lot that evening. And we were feeling really like uh, just overwhelmed with feelings. And so anyway, this is the conversation we had right there. Yeah, this was definitely uh, created from the blood of indigenous people for sure. So the Spanish are the ones that came, huh? Spanish the Spanish, the they were came. the ones that came and they kind of like uh, created this, like uh, these churches on top of, on top of a ceremonial grounds. Yeah. Right. But they're also the ones that colonized the... Like but the Spanish colonized the natives, right, to get them to to to, to basically yeah, build a dam. Yeah. They built the dams as well, right? Like yeah, Native Americans. That, but built it was often Native American labor, dude. They they forced them. Yeah, it was slave labor for sure. Yeah, it was. I'm sure. So, come on, let's get this truck open. But that's why I feel like this, this is a possible grounds for um, indigenous ghosts, indigenous like uh, spirits, spirits. Come this way. Come this way. This is crazy, like mission is mission is father on a full moon or the pink moon. The energy is crazy here. Yeah man, 419, right before 420. Yep. Look at these grand giant uh mesquite trees. The full moon alone is like sending off this crazy energy. Let's take some. Let's take some pictures here, man. Hey, how many native people do you think have came through here and sat on these trees underneath the shade? For sure. How do you hold? Do you think this tree is? Oh man, I mean, over, for over sure. This, like the 1700s. I mean, I mean, 200 geez. years old. Look at the shape. You know, I've never actually seen a mesquite this big in my life. The thickness. Did you bring your camera? Yeah, I brought it. Take a few pictures. Yeah, take a few pictures. Too. All right. Cool. Yeah, man. Look at that. Look at that, dude. Look at how that look at how that bark twists in itself, man. <clears throat> That's crazy. Some people don't appreciate the size of this tree. They, to them, it's just a tree. But there's a story behind this, and it's seen so many things. If this tree could talk, it would tell you a million stories. Well, the history of this whole place, yeah. man. 
you know, it's like a bittersweet type of uh, environment that we have here because it's like, you know of the negative shit that happened, but like on a historic note, it's like you want to know what happened. So it's kind of like that flip side, you know, it's yeah. just like there's a lot I mean, of stories to be told here, but it's just there are some sad, sad things. It was the beginning, place. though, man. It really was like the beginning of a lot of things for San Antonio and this area you know what i mean like to think about like what you said the native americans is like, they built this man not by, not by choice though not by choice at the yeah, same under, time they under still Navy, for under, sure. yeah but at the same time they still did it and without them you know this wouldn't have been here dude pretty crazy but it's kind of crazy how like it's just kind of gets swept under the rug man you know oh yeah talk for about native sure americans and stuff but here in san antonio people don't talk shit yeah. talk about the truth and the depth that it went man like this is like native land san antonio is native land they roamed this they hunted it they took care of it you know for harvest yeah yeah, everything you know it was it was taken care of the water was clear you know if you were actually going to the history there was no diseases there was nothing going on over here man this was purity at its finest they took what they needed they didn't take too much they hunted and then you know to have these spaniards come over here from that that western civilization of greed and corruption and just taking everything and this was built so like i said you know it's kind of bittersweet like i understand and i appreciate the architecture and the buildings but it's just hard to swallow the fact that this that, was like this is the, this, yeah, yeah this is the this is a beautiful mission but at the same time we know that it's built on the blood and the backs of indigenous people our people our people who is who who we are who we are yeah for sure and, you know, and I've, I've been told stories that, you know, that people of, of uh, mestizo Mexican descent, how we all fight battles. All of us have had battles, us three right here, you know, you, you know, and it's because there's a fight between us inside of us, between right. that Spanish and that native blood in us. It's like there's a fight all the time going it's, on because it's, yeah, it's, it's never going to settle. It's like two chemicals being put together that weren't supposed to be put together and they're contained in a glass vial. That's yeah, what's going on. It's a never ending battle. You know? yeah. the, and the sad thing is that like, not, like San Antonio... Is a place that like indigenous people like are still very fully unaware of who they are as original indigenous people so they fight for territory because they can't even claim who they are as indigenous people because um because because they don't know yeah so we're like struggling to completely understand who we are um and and fully claim ourselves as like a certain tribe or a certain nation and <clears throat> Because we've been boxed under the whole like idea that we are Hispanic or we're Mexican, which we're not, and we're we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're like we're like fully indigenous, but like how 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 do we how do we even begin to to tell that story? And then so like to me like the mission Espada is a hundred percent the symbol of that genocide, a colonialism, colonialism, of colonialism yeah. genocide of who we understand, who we are, right. and people come over here pretty regularly to have like birthdays and yeah, parties. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy, yeah, fiesta, fiesta yeah, 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 yeah. It's but it's crazy, like, man. They've accepted the the uh, the paw on top of them, you know, kind of just like being conquered, and you like you're happy with it. But it's not their fault because a lot of people are misinformed. They don't know what's going on. Well, yeah, we've they don't, we've, they don't, we've just been completely less like uh, they took away our culture, completely disconnected from. Did they say when the Spaniards got to Mexico City with the Aztecs, they burnt all their books? All of the history, even when they got here, they burnt everything that we knew. The stories of our grandfathers, to hand it down from their grandfathers, they burnt it all. We lost everything. And 
you know, it, it's like it's like what are we what are we basing our history off of, right? Sometimes we don't know. Sometimes we don't know. I mean, it's it sucks. We've been like accustomed to having to fight for everything. That's where that's where it comes from, man. All like you said, all the struggles and everything that we've been through. It's like we're so accustomed to having to fight for what what it is that we want or what we believe in. It's terrible, man. You know, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. And the funny thing know? is that like so whenever whenever we're like at places like Fiesta or like at right. some kind of gig. Some kind of spot like that's happening downtown, and they're just like, "Oh, these these fucking punks are like fucking nasty. They want to fight everybody." And it's just like, "Yo, we're a history of wanting to fight back all the yeah, time." Man. Yeah, we're always we've always man. had that fucking energy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, dude, it's what it is. So once we're once we feel threatened in any kind of way, that's our natural reaction. We don't. It's like fight or flight, but we don't we don't fly, man. You yeah, know we what yeah, I mean? we like, fight, we man. Fight, yeah, we want to fight. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. it is, and, and it's just like yeah. But at the same time, though, Fiesta, it's like. Oh man, it's hard to say because it well, is. You know, it's you good know what for the city. I read no, nah, but you know what Fiesta like is based on? It's it's the law. It's like Mexico getting conquered. That's what we're celebrating. Sure. That's yeah, no, no, sure. for sure. And it's fucked up that a lot of native people, brown colored people, you know, to make it a race thing, but it's like celebrating the loss of of losing our land. Basically, what it came down to. Yeah. yeah. No, no, for sure. No, Fiesta is definitely confirmed as a battle that we are uh, we uh, we have lost. Yeah. And and it's funny because like when we look at it, like yeah, we celebrate it. But in the same time, like Fiesta's like such an alcohol and trash food driven kind of a or uh, kind of a situation that like it's kind of like we're losing again and again and again. So it's like the culture of us losing. You know what I mean? Like we're, just, it. we're celebrating the losing of our culture. We're just feeding the machine, basically. Exactly. But yeah, at and, the same and, time, it's the machine that kind of feeds us, man. Yeah, I know, like, it's, man. It's, it's weird, dude. It. I know. Because at the same time, man, this is our city, dude. It's San Antonio, and this is where we live. But sometimes at the same you have time, to, it well, does. Well, that's why it, it goes it, back to psychedelic drugs. Like, you need to kill the ego. You have to, like, open your mind and expand it. That, that we don't need to feed into this bullshit, you know? Like, it's all a fucking lie. And if you understand that and you learn to live... At peace, just with nature and the simplicity of things, and family and friends, you can get past all that bullshit, dude. I'm yeah, that's you. true, man. You know, and I think that like psychedelic drugs can can possibly do that to us. But like, wh- what does it mean when a whole city is so far gone into what is? You need to pass mushrooms to everybody. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm serious. That's yeah. what we do. Like, you gotta do like a Batman, infuse the water, let everybody drink it. Like, people like rise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what having to deal with the way things were back then, like, and being it was on dude. whatever it is you could take. Just dude, to I can only imagine what our great-grandparents went through. Everything, man. Imagine what our great-grandparents went through. Think about right. it. Even our grandparents, yeah. just that generation. Oh, yeah, and war, like World War II, Vietnam. All of that stuff. All these guys are fed crazy I've heard things stories, just to have to deal no, with it, but check it, this man. out. I've heard stories where brown people went to World War II, and they never got the Medal of Honor. They sacrificed themselves, saved people, and they never got anything because, you know what? We didn't have the right complexion. And it's sad, you know. And, you know, I think that makes total sense because, like, we're us as people are still in the fucking war, dude. We're we still are. dealing with that war. We're still trying to figure all that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I don't know, but it's, it's, it's well, the whole always going to be out. like. I think the atrocity that took place here. When they killed 20 million Native Americans, Andrew Jackson, and, and uh, you know, Custer and all these guys, they don't want to talk about that shit. And the fucked up thing is, they, we didn't get conquered. We were a loving people who got taken advantage of, and that's what happened. You know, we were open and we we're like, hey, you know, y- y'all are human beings. And it's not all white people. I'm just saying, at the time, Europeans came over here, they conquered us. 
and the worst thing they, they murdered 20 million people that's more than what happened in the holocaust over there in, in israel you know with the jewish people in germany poland all that shit and you know it's fucked up to say i'm not trying to point fingers and saying that we should come first but slavery happened later on down the road and it's kind of like blacks are getting taken care of more than the native people of this land because they understand how deep this shit is they took us off our land the trail of tears all that shit man they put us on if, you, if you've ever been to a reservation it's some it is the saddest most depressing places to be man yeah yeah, yeah. it's just alcoholism drugs crime dude and now all this shit all these women missing from all these reservations oh, yeah, it goes man. it gets deep man is, you know it's it's sad and it's shit. not to point fingers i have love for our black brothers i have love for our white our asian brothers everybody man but it's just sad that there's so much separation and and uh, you know just the despair that's taking place man we are it, definitely in a uphill battle it man. is it is and so so that's what that's kind of like why it's difficult for people to talk about like you know spirits and things like that and, and you know we talk about extraterrestrials and ufos and our voice is typically always never heard no matter what so when it comes to crazy things like that it's like for for sure they're not listening to nothing we're saying man so that's what's like well maybe they're watching us the turmoil and like the demise of us as a human race because we're always fighting well not right? only <clears throat> not only that we're like this we're like we're, we are discounted as people because for sure people are just like yo okay everything's fucking scary for you but it's just like the truth is is that we have a strong mysticism because of how connected to the earth we are and so that we are like the remnants of who we are as people like we are like the leftovers of the of the of the mexican of the indigenous of the land keepers and so like because us as us as quote unquote hispanics we're still feeling the remnants of what is that we our spiritual elders were basically like calling on they were like yeah, fucking man. calling onto the earth and calling all these spirits and so then like yeah. so we're feeling like that leftover stuff so whenever we feel like oh hey we tell we tell the story of like kukui, kukui, kukui. Yeah. but it's just like yo it wasn't kukui before right it was like our ancestors were calling those people for this for us to do that work now it's kukui because we are, we are our grandparents are no longer telling us these stories you know what i mean yeah. we're like we're disconnected yeah for sure I, I mean i remember growing up dude and like not having you know a lot of shit to do the technology was totally different back then and it was like what are you gonna do right just hang out just tell some stories tell some ghost stories listen to our grandparents you know talk about some freaky shit and that time that i saw that shit man it was like i told my mom right away as soon as i got home and she was like you know just go go to sleep me everything's all right you're home obviously I'm not going to go to sleep after some crazy shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But still, she's like, just go to sleep, mijo. And like, all right, whatever. I'm st- staying up trying to think about it. But like the next day, she tells me her own story. You know what I mean? But t- think about and this, it's though. crazy. Our elders had it right. Because back then, like, even though we embraced technology, and the irony of the situation is we're recording this all with, you know, phones and computers and whatnot. Right. We are nature. We are ants. We are deer. We are air, water. We are nature. We're creatures. Right. So it's sad that we're getting this separation. We're using technology, advancements with vehicles, yeah, clothing, yeah, yeah, yeah. egos. Separation. Dude, every, we're nature. Every day. Like if you think about it, we are plant. We are so, animals. So what you, what you say is like the further and further from nature we we'll get, are we're getting disconnected exactly it's like the further from existence or exactly. reality or the a, meaning false, the meaning exactly itself, right so we're living yeah. the, we're living this false reality man we're like you know what my goal is to wake up in the morning make some money so i can buy the newest yeezys or i want some new jeans or i want to see this new movie when it's all it's cool to do that stuff but understand the bigger picture and the bigger sure. picture is 
We need to take care of this planet. We need to take care of these trees, the grass, the water we have, everything, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I'm, that's why I'm at this point now in my life. And we're just I'm thankful to the peyote man. because it opens up my eyes to the real, true reality of why we're supposed to be alive. Because there's a couple points in time where we're not going to be around. And, like, what did we do? Right. What was your life purpose? What like, did we destroy? Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> what like, I'm exactly. saying, like, I'm saying not, man. What did we do? It's like, oh, shit, what did we destroy? And it's like, yo, life is so short. Life is so it short. Is, man. So there's no reason for us to, like, not be able to, like, Take advantage of us wanting to be taking care of the planet. Right. I think and that should be our crazy, first focus. Take care be. of the planet and take care of all living creatures. I mean, family's then, first, you know, dude, man. Hey, family's first. Well, family's family's first, family. yeah. Take care of your family. But how do you take care of your family if the water's contaminated? That's true. Well, that's what I'm There's saying, no though. Like, so you know? what I'm so saying. Have, like, you gotta, like, you, we definitely got to be the example of what it is to like take care of our families. What it is to take to, to be the example of what, to the rest of our families. Oh, to teach the kids. Yeah, to teach the kids, to teach our families, to teach your parents. Like, we have to come back. Like, I mean, I, I always said my, my mom is like a crazy, like, like a recycling woman. No matter where we are, she always puts together. All yeah. our moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The same way, dude. And yeah. so, like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, we got to completely fulfill what they were doing, the legacy. But at the same time, like, we also have to just remember, like, we are human. We are loving. We have to, like, come back to it all. We have to, like. You know, but the other thing too what's hard we're like you're completely right on on fulfilling what they wanted because it is the truth but it's difficult because we're a generation of of people who are experienced like there was never cell phones before right. like the way we have now yeah. we have we have like we have the world at our fingertips I this was 10 years ago this shit didn't exist man i think you know, at the yeah, same it time it makes it it's hard because it kind of makes us want it more exactly. you know what i'm saying so that's what makes it fight. hard that's yeah, what i'm saying dude, you have I to know, separate dude. that's what they say more psychedelic drugs to help separate that whole type to help of reality. Open like, up your third yeah, eye it's like you know what like dude that, you need you know? to understand what's really going on and and it take and it gives you an appreciation for like dude we literally have this little fucking screen that fucking gives us the world like we can do music <laughs> and all this so i appreciate this but i know this is not the bigger picture <laughs> how do i yeah. how do i not spend uh fucking 13 hours on, on this looking thing at my screen you know, all day long the, you yeah. know so instead of going out and you know doing what we're gonna, doing right now you know, it's funny because you because we you we you and i yeah oh, we're all conscious of that shit yeah, yeah but we, think about the people who are not conscious of that shit yeah. and they're just on it all the time yeah. and they develop a culture behind oh, like just sure. being fucked up behind so them. Sure, our man. job should be to, to inform these people and teach them like hey man it's cool to be on your phone but look i'm just gonna give you the twist like this is what's going on and if you're informed it's kind of like you know doing yeah. our you know doing our cause for the bigger battle you know it's like hey being on your phone is cool and appreciating it because it's technology and something we never had but understand that that's not what you should live for not to have the newest iphone not to have you know the, the biggest flat screen tv like it's cool to have yeah not to be like it. so completely exactly. up to date on technology exactly. and all that kind of crazy now, shit, even if yeah. you are Make sure you're being out, you're outside, interacting, planting, doing your thing, man. Traveling, That's what I'm saying. Like, out, you know, <clears throat> when I be meeting like super rich ass people who have everything, they try their hardest to like be outside and to do all kinds of nature shit. Yeah, man. And so it's crazy because like the rest of us are just like, yo, we don't have none of that. But the minute that we get like maybe kind of a small ass flat screen, <laughs> yeah. we're stuck inside the yeah. house, like just straight up yeah. watching it. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it's crazy, man. So like, so you meet you meet like some some rich white folks who are like. They got everything, and they're like outside. They don't. They don't. Oh, I'm never in, actually inside my house, or yeah. oh, I have a big ass garden, or you know, I'm <laughs> freaking raising deer like in my neighborhood. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah, but I, I gotta say, like right here at the mission, dude. Like the energy is a little bit different from where we were at earlier. Like earlier by the water, it just seemed like like intense, intense dude. Yeah, it just man. seemed like a like real like 
whole like you know crazy because total because, difference because dude. you understand people didn't want to be here like this is not where people wanted to hang out and be right but the water was a necessity so you had so many different right. forms of life animals well, so, humans growing to that water right there well so let me ask you you think that there's spirits here i mean i, I, believe I would so. definitely think I definitely, so oh, yeah. yeah for sure at the same time do i think that they're you know harmful or do i think that they're you know doing anything crazy probably not i mean it seems pretty peaceful here but at the same time man a lot of this is history here man like it's just crazy man you really don't know man but it goes back to that question like you know if there are spirits here you know are we going to be affected because we're not coming in here in a negative way we're coming in here in a positive way with good energy and i firmly believe that i'm not worried about spirits because i come in in peace so so to say you know i know well, it's cliche but i come here in a good way like i'm not worried about any type of yeah, we're not vandalizing. You know, we're all not our native ancestors that got killed here, which I know they did, and they're buried here. They understand they're probably chilling, watching us, and you know their orbs and their energies. Like, all right, these young native brothers are trying to figure shit out, and we're not, we're, I mean, we're not going to fuck why, with them. I just, I just, I just had a ceremony here literally uh, a few days ago. We we had a ceremony in that back room over here, uh-huh. and then we walked all the way over to this to the church right here, and we danced in front of the church for the Mexica dance. And so, how was it? It was amazing, man. It was, it was good. amazing, yeah. It's funny because, like, usually whenever I dance in front of this, the Mission Espada, I feel like somebody's pulling my feet down to the ground. It's oh, wow. so hard to dance. Heavy? But th- Yeah, it's it's super heavy, heavy. But this year, it felt perfect. Yeah. It was perfect. It was good. Maybe you made your peace with them and the, the spirits and their I kind of felt that, yeah, man. I felt like we made some peace this, this year. But, yeah, the 40th, 40th anniversary of my group, well, but, one thing we need to start doing is we need to start sweating more. That's what we need to do. Like, yeah. I'm down with that. Get I'm a down sweat with lodge that. going, more ceremonies, because that's that's our part of passing on our history. Because I think about it, if we don't pass on, like, once we have kids and stuff like that, and we're not passing on that knowledge, it's going to die down and be gone. Like, yeah. it's, it's That's gonna, why it's, I give you guys props, man, because you guys carry that shit on, man. And I get you into keep, a lot of fights. Doing like, it. You see me you all the time. teach people, time you bit. show them, man. And, like, but without you guys like you, you're right, man. It's gonna, it'll die yeah, off, exactly, dude. Exactly, dude. It, you got, like you said, man, you got to keep teaching the young ones, dude, about it. And I enjoy sure doing it. So I don't even it. feel like it's a job because people like, you know, you know, when I'm there talking with people on Facebook, they're like, what are you going to do with your life? And I'm like, sit up in more ceremonies and eat more medicine. And they shut the fuck up because they understand, they know that I'm not lying about that. Like, that's what i'm gonna do because i learned that and i feel within myself that that's what i need to do and pass on that that legacy and that knowledge to the next generation and i'm still learning every day i know we all are yeah you know even till we're the day we die we're learning every day and you know it's, death and so do you thing. think do you think do you think that like when you do eat the medicine do have ceremonies do you think that that really like connects you it to, does, to like another not the, may, I would say the spiritual world but dimensions like, energy dimensions There's or do you feel like you get connected with your ancestors a check little bit this more out. What do you, what do you, how do you feel when I eat medicine I connect it to math it's crazy to wow. say that because wow I've eaten so much medicine before and it, it, it can vary you know some people can eat one button yeah. some people can eat a thousand buttons whatever right. you know and I've eaten enough medicine where I look at the ground and I see the earth shaking like an earthquake wow. I've closed my eyes and I see geometrical shapes and angles and like black holes of lines. Like you ever did like, you know, when you do the crossing of your X, Y and you're like drawing that. I see that in blues and whites and hues when I close my eyes. Like wow. there is energy so out with the, there. With the, not- with the amount of medicine that you would eat or maybe the Aztecs or the Mayans or whoever, really the Mayans basically, everybody, like the everybody. amount that they would eat or whatever else they were taking at the yeah. time. I mean, 
dude, they created the calendar, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying, that's man. Powerful, it's a that is intense. Medicine. What you're saying right now is intense. They definitely, bro. yeah, I'm saying, like, they definitely had, like, some kind of, like, understanding. And they had, like, scientists and scientific understandings of what it was to just, like, well, exist. Think- and so they developed all this. But it's funny because, like, I feel like the genetic, the DNA of who we are has that. So whenever we take exactly. medicine, when you take medicine, that right. shit comes out unlocks right. naturally. It unlocks the door. It unlocks those so doors that we I, already yeah. knew. But that's, what I was, but that's what I was telling you about being able to use your hands. Like I, like I said, hey, so, man, you, have you ever noticed that you're pretty good with your hands? And, like, you know, we can create things. We can fix things with our hands. We do things. We build things. Like, you ever noticed that? Not and many people like, can do that. Some not, people not can play a lot instruments. Of people can do that. Some people can do I mean? so. It's genetically passed down. Yeah. But check this out, though. I think back then the reason they were able to create all this stuff is because... And, it is, and it, I know it's it, it's perfect sense and it makes sense. And it's true because, like, every day we have to get up, go work, pay bills, do this and that, go through this monotonous bullshit for capitalism. Back then they didn't have that. Like, you woke up and it's like, let's obtain knowledge. So they'd go down the river, drink water, eat medicine, hunt, and, like, understand all day. And instead, see those instead visions of, that you've exactly, seen, too. Dude, you wasn't there, right? like, let me do some check-ins on Facebook. Or let, me, <laughs> yeah, let me go nah. pay these bills. I gotta Come set on. this computer all day in time. No, nah, they were like, just, like, there. They were just, just, like... Let's figure this dude, out. They were, Let's figure you, this yo, out. Yo, can you imagine? They, they were, like, there were some points where they were just, there was, like, downtime, and they were just straight up looking out to the horizon of the sun. They were just taking in the planet. Can you imagine that? Like, none of us do that any fucking more at all, man. We're, like, the rest of us are, like, so disconnected from the planet... We don't pay attention to none of that shit. I remember we went to go see, uh, we went to Chichen Itza, and they were explaining to us like what they would do. There's the observatory, there's everything that was there, and they explained to us how some some of the kids were chosen when they were born. They were like they would set something up, of, uh, in front of them, Damn. and and like uh, it was it would like be right in the middle of their eyes, right? They're trying to set something up in the middle of their eyes so that they would go cross-eyed on purpose. So when they would look at the stars. They would, you know, it was. They would do it on purpose. It was just so weird why they would wow, do it. Crazy, you know what I'm dude. saying, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They, they would put like maybe like a piece of so, uh, a stone or something and hang it on the top of their forehead, and it would make them go cross-eyed. But they would do it when they were really, really young, and so they would end up being cross-eyed no matter what. And then they would take that stone off, and then they would look in the into the sky and like be able to see them a certain like, way. Be able to, yeah, be for able to, sure, be able to see the, to see the stars a certain way. That's because, like that's like dedicated star children you know what i mean that, like, that is rowdy, yeah dude. like you're you're picked to do something you know specific dude think about born. the think about the minds that they built an observatory like yeah dude dude they were able to predict certain things and like people are like you know back in the day with 2012 and all that dude we don't have the technology and the and the, and, and the knowledge to decipher what they fucking knew like we're behind we're lacking dude the other day we were talking about this we can't even build a fucking pyramid and yeah. this goes to different the cultures precision. too. That's what we're yeah. talking about. The precision. The Greeks with the Acropolis. The cuts, any any the Machu Picchu anywhere. With the, all the technology we can't even we have, do we it. can't duplicate it. We can't duplicate. But even it at that, even if we were able to duplicate it, how the fuck did they move these stones? How That's the fuck a, did they know this? Another, you know, that that theory is always crazy. It's always there. It's always connected with the you know. They always say, oh, the UFOs. Somebody had to come down. Somebody had to show them aliens. Somebody had to show them. There's no way in hell that they would be able to make something so massive. And at the same time, they Egy- did it, though. Egyptians though, yeah, uh, way on the other side. You know, like how how did they have the same? Well, Pangea, we I, we discussed Pangea. I don't, so we don't. So how far apart is Mexico from Egypt, and how the hell thousands they, of miles? That's what I'm saying. Well, I've, I've, I've also the heard that same designs, like similar designs. That's what I'm saying. Like I've also heard that, like so, like if they were called alien creations, is that um, 
they are points of power that help to balance the health of the planet because they help to they help to harness a power of the planet and they help to balance the planet and so that's the reason why some of those pyramids are there so like the pyramids of egypt the alignment the pyramids of mexico of chichen itza and like yeah. they all kind of have like this frequency that they that they kind but of the astronomy though that's yeah all yeah that's what i'm saying so like those are like they help to kind of keep the planet alive and, and sure what do you so, think about the black hole i'm sorry oh, just, shit. what do you think what do you think's on the other side another dimension like another galaxy what no happens? but you know no no i don't know man but the idea that the black hole has been like spotted it took so long even though it's like blurry and it's like you could see it, like I, I don't know. I kind of feel like yo, it's getting closer. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that's like you know I don't know. Like I kind of feel like uh, that's kind of strange. Did man. you see recently that kid though that he found the 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 other pyramid in Mexico and he was able to kind of like do the research and figure out like how it was aligned with uh, with Orion's belt, and so he he found out how where it was at because that's how they aligned it that's when they were looking at the stars and they aligned certain pyramids they aligned it with with orion's belt and so Damn. he figured that shit out and that's how they found one of the third pyramids that's, that's out there it was in the middle of the jungle you know, it was crazy covered dude the great pyramid over there in egypt is aligned with orion's that's belt what so I'm, that's what i'm saying how how the fuck is it that they both were doing the same shit man there was no cell phones there was no email no you didn't send him he didn't send him no text or i nothing know say, hey the- i got this idea for this crazy ass shit yo i'm curious about that i haven't you even heard about saying? that no 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 but, but and so and so but you yeah, know there's pyramids that, still underneath the jungle in mexico yeah, that they haven't discovered undiscovered yeah undiscovered and that goes back again to what you're talking about of being like disruptive to the spirits you know digging up things digging up artifacts digging up all their bones like come on man but you know what's crazy it's like nature was a defense and it covered everything up for them you know and they, yes, I'm saying, man. Like, yeah, like nature itself will be like, yeah, nature itself will be like, yo, we don't need to talk about any of this. And it just boom, grow over, grow over. Yeah, later. little by little, it's Dirt being undiscovered, covered. man. It's being it's being discovered, and it's like, is it disrespectful is it, to discover it though, in a good way though? Not digging up bones. That's that I'm against. What's that. a good? What's a good? What's a good reason going, to dig up some bones, man? No, no, like, Here, but, let's put but, but to discover the pyramids, are we? Do we consider pyramids Shit, and, and, and ancient cities the same thing well, as you know human remains? We're trying to unlock the beginning. Is what we're doing. We're trying to figure out what really happened. We're trying to remember beginning. where the fuck we come from. Yeah, well, exactly. Exactly. That's what yeah, I'm yeah. We're trying exactly. to unlock and, and some of us out. need. Some of us need that. Some of us need to <laughs> to find that like that spiritual health. Yeah, man. I mean, some of us do, but at the same time, <clears throat> if you're doing it for monetary gain, I mean, that's where the problem on, is. That's yeah, where for the sure. problem is, okay. man. You so know check what I'm this out. This is the discussion we had the other day. If they say they came over here to the missions, dug up some native people, and they came out to be your relative, your great great grandfather. And they're like, hey, Joaquin, you know, we're going to take them to a museum and we'll pay you two million dollars. But we're going to, you know, or is it or is it disrespectful? And you're like, nah, you need to put my grand, my great grandparents, my family, my relatives back in the ground. Or you take the money. Where at. Would your great grandparents be like, you know what? Use us as science to learn and in a good way. Let us nah, my grandparents. Well, definitely, see, that's what I'm, saying, that's what I'm so. saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, my okay. grandparents would definitely be like, yo, <clears throat> leave me where the fuck I'm leave at. Leave me the fuck I'm at. That, fuck science and fuck monetary. Well, game. it goes. It goes like to what? If, what would you do, man? I mean, if you're thinking about this is my this is my bones, like what the fuck? Leave me the fuck alone, man. Like, I want, I'd want to be left alone. I so want to be left the alone. Same that's what I'm saying. I want to be left alone now. What happens if you ate a bunch of medicine or somehow you beat? You know, you became enlightened and your ancestors came like, you know what? 
let the world see how we live, you know, and accept the money to help your family and the generations. They're not what understand, yeah. but you know, let but them, but, let, them, but let, let them see all the crazy tats that I got. <laughs> let, me, you know, let them see my internet, uh, fucking. Hey, but what about my that, internet though? history? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, you don't want to see that. How is I gotta it? clear that shit right away. Clear. How is it there are some generations that understood how to mummify the body where the skin and everything's still intact? It's crazy the knowledge that humans had, man. That's what we're talking about, like, this, the buildings that were built back in the day, the pyramids and all that. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's walk back. Yeah. How, well, I don't even know. how did those things, how are they still, like, around without, well, with, with the erosion and everything else? And, I think you and, had and, so much time on your hands. Your goal wasn't to get the likes on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> it was like, let's see how let's, we can help. Let's make something last forever. Exactly. <laughs> I think we, we're out of tune with that. I honestly believe we're out of tune with that. Yo, man, it's beautiful out tonight, man. This is crazy, man. There's little spots here. The full moon and everything. The full moon. Trip, man. The, 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 like, the area's cold. It's beautiful. Of course, our women are like cold and tired. Yeah. They ain't trying to play this game. Hey, but they're they're putting up with us, so that's that's, that's cool. Up. Yeah, I'm saying this is cool, man. Mission Espada. I know the spirits here. I know the energy's here. We didn't take too many pictures, but that tree is something else. Though, man. Yeah, man, it was old, man. It's crazy. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay attention, but I was gravitated to it anyway. Yeah, we didn't take many. We didn't take a lot of pictures there, but no, you saw it from far away though. You were like, let's go to this tree. Yeah, <laughs> that's how massive sure. it is. Mission is about that's locked. It's closed up. There you go, y'all. A wonderful conversation amongst indigenous people. Peace out to my man, Vicente Camacho and Sue Lopez. Of course, there in the spot where we had uh, Savannah, Cassie Correa, my wife, Lucha. We were all sitting there having these wonderful conversations. Uh, Of course, Natalie met us up at some point. We went and ate chicken wings and we kind of took all this heaviness off our chest. It was a wonderful conversation, and I'm really glad that we got to have that experience. Yo, are you down to do that with me too, man? I'm super down to do that with y'all. I'm trying to have experiences in some of the craziest of areas of San Antonio. Let's go together, let's have a conversation, let's get into it in places like that. Word up. Cuvole. Anyway, I'm so glad you guys stayed tuned into Chicanx vs. Aliens podcast. Here we go, y'all. I'm super excited about what we've been doing. Let's keep it rolling. You want to support? Let's talk about how you can sponsor this podcast. So, of course, you have my the t-shirts that I've recently printed out. The Chicanx vs. Aliens podcast t-shirts has my logo in the front. Done by Gabby Flores, with the disembodied head in the on the on the chest. On the back, it has the, the um, 1954 Chevy pickup being abducted by aliens. Well, white ink on black T-shirt. 
Um, if you want to sponsor it as a local business of color, because this podcast, of course, is trying to focus on local people of color. And so if you're a local business of color, no matter if you're a local business of color brown, local, local business of color black, or LGBTQ, you are welcome to sponsor this podcast, and I welcome you, and I open my arms to you. Um, you can start off with $75, the Fantasma level. Uh, you get a sticker pack, a t-shirt, and you get um, uh, one mention on the podcast. You want to start off at the Occult member. Um, that's $150. You get a sticker pack, a t-shirt, and you get three mentions on the podcast. And also, um, you have the, um, what was it, the, um, the fourth kind, the abducted experience. Um, that's $250. You guys are welcome to put that in. Of course, uh, you get a sticker pack, a t-shirt. You get five mentions on the podcast. Every uh, podcast I, I put together, you will get a mention in the beginning. And uh, you also get a six-pack six of beer. Boo-hoo! That's, that's because I'm trying to drink a beer with you, you know what I'm saying? If you hooked up the podcast, that's what's up. But straight up, all my friends are welcome to join the podcast, to help the podcast. Give me a little here, give me a little there. Uh, you can hit my Venmo, you can hit my PayPal, you can hit my Cash App, you can hit my Apple, Apple Pay. Um, I welcome everything that y'all can do. This is a very local podcast. I'm doing this at the minimal that we can. Um, but I'm super, super stoked that we can all be together and we can all help this out. If you have experienced any kind of UFO, if you have ever experienced any kind of alien abduction, if you are LGBTQ, I will not discount your experience. I want you to know that it is important that all black, brown, LGBTQ experiences will be given equal treatment in the conversation. This is different what's happening with popular mainstream UFO and paranormal experiences. I want the brown, the black, and the LGBTQ folks to be known. I'm bigging you up. I'm bringing you up, and I want to hear your voices straight up. Thank you so much for tuning in. Chica Next vs. Aliens Podcast. Peace.